0: Here, and that lets you save. Here. True form life Green <laughs> Welcome to another edition of exploring Mind and Body. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia. Thanks so much for being here on this edition of the show. I always appreciate your time when you come in and check out to see what we have going on each week and throughout the week. Now today I'm bringing on Jen Santana who's going to talk about the importance of a healthy and supportive environment. And I think you'll find out very quickly how well and how much of an expert she is in this area. Now, I want to tell you about MAK Mystic Expressions before we get into it. Now, this is a Himalayan salt company. They specialize in pink salt. Now, I I honestly feel that making a small change from from white refined salt to Himalayan salt is going to be a, a change that you can do instantly to change your health in the direction of where your health is going. So if you head over to MAK Mystic Expressions, they have a number of salt products that will improve your life from salt products like shakers, grinders, heat bags, salt lamps, all kinds of different products that can help change the ionic atmosphere in your home. Now, I have a pink Himalayan salt in every room, and I highly recommend you try one. And you may find instantly that you'll start sleeping better, and that's not a stroke of luck. There's certainly different reasons why this pink salt can help improve your health. So head over to makmystics.com. So today I've asked Jen Santana to come on the show to talk about the importance of creating a healthy environment. Now you may hear me talk about a healthy environment often because I believe it's so very important. I talk about it in our monthly membership group and creating a supportive environment. It doesn't matter if you're doing your own thing, whether it's at home creating an environment Or a supportive environment or at work it makes such a big difference in your life to have that support and and I'll go as far as to say without that support it'll be very difficult to find your health and wellness success or or to reach those goals that you're after after now I walked into Jen's studio in Redondo Beach and instantly felt welcomed And so I started asking Jen a number of different ways how she's able to create this atmosphere and I thought she'd be a perfect guest to talk about it and share on the show with you. So sit back and enjoy. We got all that coming up. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Taddea. welcome to another edition of exploring mind and body heard all about Jen on the intro so without further ado thanks so much for joining us today jen thanks drew so i was kind of almost bumped into you walking by and um this was uh, i kind of walked into your studio i guess so how long have you been doing what you do as a your fitness instructor your gym owner what else do you do and how long you been doing it for
1: so uh, I started back in 1996, so it's been a while. Pretty much my whole life I've been doing health and fitness.
0: And then how long, so you've been, so you, you've been a trainer for since 1996?
1: Uh-huh, I've been a trainer. I specialize in Pilates, yoga, circuit training, um, the whole gamut. I do it
0: all. H- how'd you get into it?
1: I just knew that I was supposed to be a trainer of some sort, so I started in the corporate end in Los Angeles, uh, working for the sports club company and Spectrum Clubs, and then from corporate, moved on to doing more training, because that's ideally what I wanted to do.
0: What did you do with the corporate? Did you just teach them about fitness, Uh, go in there and train them?
1: You know what? I was a corporate director for the company, so I worked at uh, several clubs in the Los Angeles area for several years, and then was also training as an instructor when I had time. And at one point I finally decided I needed to, uh, jump into my passion, which was training full time.
0: And then, so how long have you been running your own type of establishments?
1: I've had my own business for about 10 years now.
0: Okay. You know, well, one of the, I want to ask you about your video real quick. Do you kind of specialize or do you talk about nutrition with your clients?
1: Yes, I do. So um, as the director over at the companies, the other health clubs that I worked at, I was also food and beverage director, meaning that I created their entire line of supplements, uh, protein shakes, bars, etc. So I've got a lot of background in the food end of it as well. And I find that the food part is equally as important as the exercise.
0: Okay, so I want to ask you about these videos that you put together. Well, well, the first one that we'll link, I'll put, so these videos to our listeners here, this will be exploringmindandbody.com slash Jen Santana. And you can visit the blog link to check out Jen's videos. She's got a a couple pretty cool videos. Now... Well, one's the business one that I'll share as well, but I thought it was interesting <laughs> or repulsive. <laughs> um, Both. On your, your, yeah, your chicken nugget. Tell us about your chicken nugget video that you put together.
1: Okay, so I am not a fast food eater and I'm not a proponent of it as well. And I try to teach all my clients that there are smarter decisions that they can make out there. And I try to educate while I'm training them in class about food and things that are out there in the media. And one thing is the Chicken McNugget issue has been around for a couple years. What are they made of, et cetera. So I decided that I would do my own experiment. I like to not always go on just hearsay, but actually have the proof uh, live in the studio. So I decided to buy Chicken McNuggets, leave them in the studio for five days to see what would happen to them.
0: And what happened to them?
1: And what happened to them in five days was that the chicken disappeared. So each day,
0: (laughs) the chicken actually disappeared.
1: It disappeared. We're not sure where it went, but it's because it's not really chicken. Real chicken would not do that. Uh, So each day, I took video, and I did it in the studio so that people could come in each day and see what was happening to it. So by day five, and I've got that on the video, you'll see the before and afters of what was transpiring. And I would say the chicken disappeared by about 80%.
0: That's crazy.
1: Mm -hmm. The volume shrunk in half at least within three days.
0: And then it looked like in the video, all was left is whatever they it with.
1: Yeah, the crunchy stuff on the outside, which is double breaded. um, From all the research I've done on the exterior of a Chicken McNugget, it gets deep fried in the beginning phase in the factory, and then it gets deep fried a second time once it actually arrives at the store. Okay. So that must be lots of preservatives to keep it still intact.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So where did the idea come from when you were like, hey, let's see how long these will last?
1: Um, I like to do different experiments on food every year and present them to the clients. And I have another one that is Burger King related um, that a lot of people may know about right now what happened with their Halloween Whopper last month. Um, so I just decided that I was going to move into Chicken McNuggets next and um, see what happened.
0: <laughs> what, what I'm not aware of what happened with the burger.
1: Oh, okay. So for Halloween this year... Burger King did a giant marketing thing with their Whoppers, and they made the burger black. So they were selling it uh, like crazy, and within three days of starting this black, spooky Whopper, people, when they were using the restroom, um, it was turning bright green.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> and so people were not sure if they were sick, etc., going to the doctor's. Um, if you look at the Facebook page, there's thousands and thousands of people that this was happening to, oh, which right. is scary because what are the chemicals that are being put into that bun? It was their regular Whopper bun that was turning it black, mm-hmm. um, that was making people have problems. So I also did an experiment on that too and had someone... Actually, eat the Whopper. I wouldn't do it, but I had to make <laughs> sure this was a true story, <laughs> and That's yes, funny. it was true. <laughs>
0: oh wow! All right,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's scary to me the the amount of chemicals and preservatives going in this fast food, and people are putting this into their bodies is just not good. True porn
0: Not too long ago, I had the absolute pleasure of interviewing Colleen Manning, who's the owner, who's a Pilates instructor and owner of Studio Pilates. Now, her perspective and attitude around health and wellness is absolutely a breath of fresh air. Now, Studio Pilates has a number of different classes that include Paloxing, Booty Bar, men's classes as well. Now, there's all kinds of benefits to checking out Pilates, no matter what type of condition or shape you're in, for beginners to advanced. Now Colleen has such a warm and welcoming attitude around wellness, I highly recommend you check out Studio Pilates here in Red Deer. Now they've moved to a new location, they're at number 4-4940-54th Ave in Red Deer, Alberta, right here in our our backyard, and if you'd like to call them, they can be reached at 403 341 five nine one one more details can also be found at their website at (laughs) studiopilates.ca tell me about i want to get into this environment i I talk about environment often i think it's one of the key components of finding success in living a healthy lifestyle and you seem to found your own success around creating a positive environment And continue to have your clients come back and enjoy the atmosphere and see results. Tell us about why environment is so important to you and what you do to make it so warm and welcoming so people continue to come back.
1: I feel it in the South Bay, which is where my studio is at. It's a very close beach community. And loyalty um, seems to be important in our town. People find their niche and they stay. So what I have found at the studio is that my clientele has been with me 10 to 12 years on average. And in the beginning, that really wasn't my intention. I wanted to make it a great place that they loved and they wanted to come back to and that they would feel comfortable in. And what started to happen was that they all became friends it helped them to enjoy their workouts more by having a very friendly, uh, non-competitive environment. Even though everybody trains really hard and works really hard, once they're friends, they become supportive of each other. The majority of my clients come four to six to seven days a week on average, but... Um, I just find it somewhere that they look forward to going to. And ideally, I'd love people to enjoy their workouts as much as I do. And some people don't. And this is just one extra piece that I think if you add to the studio helps people want to come and do their workout. They're seeing their friends. They um, are developing relationships that some of them did not have living in the South Bay.
0: So what are you doing to create a welcoming environment?
1: Mm, Well... Setting the tone, I think. I I hire the right instructors. I hire people that, yes, have lots of experience, but I want them to be very involved with their clientele. I want them to know everybody's name immediately. I want them to know some details that they can help connect people. Because the new person in the gym tends to be intimidated because they don't know anyone. So I try to make it a goal that anybody new that's walking in that door is going to immediately feel welcome. So I think if you role model it that way, then the clients and the instructors also follow suit.
0: I, I love that. I think that when I look at businesses, I always look at the top and i think sometimes we blame an employee or you know some type of management whether it is management or an owner i think that it's you can always need to look at the top and mm-hmm. what 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 standard is set and what standard is followed because for the most part i i can see that many different areas that there's not a proper standard set and what's accepted and the things that are happening lower down is a direct reflection of The top one, I guess that coming from the corporate world, that's something that maybe it was ingrained earlier, maybe that you found out at an early stage in your career?
1: Exactly. And even before that, my first job at 16 was at Nordstrom. And as you know, the customer is always right at Nordstrom. So customer service was hammered in at a very early age, which I think is great. And also when I worked for corporate, um, their slogan there was make them feel important. And that was what we were supposed to do, make them feel important. And I think when you make people feel good in that environment, they leave happy, they want to come back. Uh, they're enjoying their hour of training.
0: I just want to take a moment to tell you about the tire shop here in Olds. Now it's important to have your car serviced on a regular basis. Now for me, I'm not really a car type of person that has the resources or knowledge to be able to do that myself. So that's why I find good quality people that offer a good service like those at the tire shop. Now, the first thing you're going to notice is the customer service. Most of the time, they're going to remember your name, and I think that's kind of a lost additive, if you will, in this day and age with all the mass production and less than customer service. So by far, that's my very first thing that I think about when I think about the tire shop is how friendly they are, and how they treat you like family. And this is a family-run business. Now, they've been in business for 40 years, if you could imagine. So they're doing something right. Now, the tire shop isn't just about tires. They do a number of other services like your oil, brakes, tune-ups, battery, wheel alignment, the list goes on. So you can take your car in into them knowing that you trust these type of people that can help you feel safe on the road. And especially now that winter's coming up, it's more important to have your car serviced, to have your tires looked, at and to those locally in our community that you trust and believe in and know that once you go in there, first of all, you're going to feel better about yourself simply because of the atmosphere that they have at the shop. And then secondly, when you leave, you know you're definitely going to have the best quality in the area taking care of your car. So I highly recommend you check out the tire shop. If you want to pop in, they're at 5903 Imperial Way, right behind Napa here in Olds. Or you can give them a call at 403-556-7660. Tell me about the non-competitive atmosphere now there's a number of different type of fitness i don't know what you call it fitness niches fitness gyms that encourage the competitiveness is that a word competitiveness i think so (laughs) (laughs) so they encourage that and then i think some people go back for that competition and to see if they can get better tell me about your philosophy and why it's non-competitive
1: So, okay, I actually do have both because there are people in there that do want to compete because they feel they train a little harder with a little competition with their friends. I also have people that are not interested in that. It also sort of spreading the word that either one is great, whichever one makes you feel better. So for the people that are a little bit more competitive, we've got a TV screen on the wall, but it's related to their heart rate. So they wear heart rate monitors. They get to see... Um, where everybody else is at in regards to training zones. And then people that do not want to participate are absolutely involved in it as well, but do not have to participate on the screen.
0: So when we were talking about developing uh, a warm type of environment, and we also talked about how you bring in new type of people to that atmosphere. Now, I think that sometimes it can be difficult to bring in someone new that looks like you've had clients here for years coming in. what are you doing or what can you do to welcome someone in that isn't part of the group or might kind of feel left out?
1: Um, Well, I usually involve an immediate chat with them and find out where they live, which they're going to live somewhere in the South Bay. Hermosa, Redondo, or Manhattan Beach most likely. Um, Or I'll find out if they have kids, where do their kids go to school. And I can usually come take network that answer say if for example if they say oh my children go to this grammar school i say oh well so does lynn over here she her kids also go to the same school and they usually start to talk so just finding some sort of commonality between the new person and somebody else in the class usually tends to break the ice for people
0: mm-hmm. and do you think that that's a normal way to go about things like treating people make them feel important welcoming them to your gym introducing them Do you think that's normal or do you think that people go to usually go to a facility and kind of on their own
1: Yeah, I know for sure that it is not normal, and only because I get feedback from a lot of new clients that, say, have been at other studios for many years and don't know a single person. If you come (laughs) into my studio, you're going to know everybody.
0: (laughs) Yeah, without a doubt. When I was in there, we were talking for a short time, and I think you introduced me to three people. So (laughs) (laughs) I, I instantly felt welcome. I mean, it has a lot to do with your demeanor as well, but I instantly felt welcome from the other members, and I just met them.
1: Yes, and that is ultimately my goal. Um, but there are people that don't embrace that atmosphere as well. They do want to go to the one where they're almost, um, you know. Hiding, come, coming in, doing their workout, and exiting as well. Uh, that's just not what I feel our community is all about. I want everybody to feel welcome is all.
0: Mm-hmm. So you you talked about sometimes your groups go out together and yes. hang out. They go for breakfast. Yes. Tell me about that. Yes.
1: Um, again, another thing that had just happened by accident, but once everybody gets to know each other and – They start to invite each other out on the weekends. Um, There'll be somebody's birthday and everybody seems to just join in. And it just sort of adds to the whole feel of community with my clientele. I think it's great. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the ringleader on a lot of them too. (laughs) You know, why not?
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Do you guys do any, have you guys done any kind of like fun runs or anything else besides breakfast? I, I know that some groups have done that in the past.
1: We do Super Bowls. Yes, we do 5Ks. Uh, Usually what I will do is just start announcing it in the classes. Hey, if anybody wants to join, let me know. We're going to meet here at this particular time. So, yeah, it works out great. And some of the people, too, there's – I've got one client in particular who's lost almost 100 pounds in the past three years, And the feedback from him, on top of that losing 100 pounds is huge for anybody, is he said, my self-esteem has skyrocketed here due to the clientele and the support and the friendliness. That's something that he was lacking in his life, and I think that has brought him – Even more joy than the weight loss, and he's now off of all of his medications due to that. So there's a lot of benefits that came beyond just coming in, working out, and walking out the door. He may not have stayed if he didn't feel welcome coming there. All right,
0: I just want to take a quick moment to tell you about Hear Well Audiology Clinics. Now, I kind of think it's a thing of the past to be embarrassed by loss of hearing or even hearing aids, especially with the technology these days. They're so tiny, you can hardly see them in your ear. And I also think that it's entirely frustrating when you can't hear a conversation or have difficulties hearing someone from the other side of the room. I I know I get frustrated when I can't hear someone. Maybe someone's mumbling or there's too much noise going on, but... If you're having hearing issues all the time, I really believe it affects your quality of life. And by going to see an expert and someone that can help you out can really improve your improve your quality of life. So Dr. Towers has these clinics, these audiology clinics in Red Deer and in Olds here locally. He has extensive schooling, and he has 10 years of experience. A couple other things worth noting is they have a price match guarantee. They have free trial periods with no money down. And they even clean your—they even clean your hearing aids for for lifetime. There, Uh, this is super cool. Patients seen within 15 minutes of scheduled appointments, or Doctor Towers buys lunch. If you're looking for more details about what they do or how they can help you out, visit HearWell.ca, or you can give them a call at 855-400-6414. Tell me more about the support and the importance of it. I feel like at times that when someone goes to, you see it, well, I see it at a conventional gym, someone kind of shows up, they wander around, not really sure what to do. They may stick around for a week or two, but they never come back. <laughs> yep. And I feel like that the, without the support of some type of group, without a coach or mentor or other people with you, it's, it's very difficult to move forward in your health and wellness goals.
1: Yes, I absolutely agree 100%. And that's sort of why I've set that tone at the studio for everybody. And, you know, again, everybody will follow suit if you spread that type of friendly environment. Uh, people help each other out with exercises. They help them out setting up their equipment. Um, you know, everybody Monday morning comes in and asks everybody how their weekend was. It's really, it's really a nice, I think, way to go. And it would be great if everybody could sort of join in on that feel but again it's not it's not for everybody
0: let's talk about a bit about the way you train because it was clear when I look in your studio there's a number of different full full body type of tools and resources and and I want you to share that I like what you're doing there can you tell, tell us about your philosophy and how you incorporate different types of exercises
1: Yeah, so I spend a lot of time at fitness conferences because, as you know, with fitness, it's ever-changing. The trends are all over the place every year. So what I like to do is incorporate a little bit of everything, something that's maybe new and trendy, something that's traditional. Um, I want cardio in there. I want strength training in there. I want flexibility. I want everything in there because I want them ideally to have a balanced body. So we do Pilates, we do TRX. TRX is very, you know, it's very trendy right now. And it's a great workout, but um, I want that in there to get new people in the door that really want to try TRX. I've got Pilates in there for those who want a more traditional workout. I've got flexibility training for those who are looking to uh, work on flexibility as well as core strength. So just adding a variety. I have yoga classes in there for those who are looking for the mind-body aspect of it.
0: Sounds like you got everything going on in there.
1: <laughs> yes, I try to. And then I just keep changing it every year according to what, what do the clients want.
0: So is that something you ask them or is this just something that's talking, uh, talk, talked about openly about what um, they want or what you want to change?
1: It's both. I learn it when I go to my conferences. You'll see what's the newest trend for the following year. I'll take a couple of master classes that um, may incorporate something new I've never seen or done before. I'll bring it back to the students to see what their feedback is, if they like it or not. And if they like it, I will keep it.
0: With the the way you run your classes, is it a different class each time or do you have set weeks of the same classes that you run? What does that look like?
1: Different class every day, all day long. So there will never be a repeat of any class um, if you come seven days a week.
0: So are you are you are you running them seven days a week or you have different instructors in there?
1: There are six of us actually. We all have different certifications and backgrounds, but most of most of us have been trainers for approximately ten to fifteen years. So I try to hire seasoned instructors that have a lot of background. Um, but also have the personality to fit in well with the community.
0: Is it difficult to find someone that fits in exactly or specifically with what you guys have developed there?
1: Um, Yes and no. Yes, to find the combination of personality to go with the education. It's kind of an interesting combination, but it can be done.
0: Do you have any other (laughs) nutrition experiments that you're going to bring up to your group there anytime in the future?
1: Um, yes, I most likely will have one in January because January is a big, um, you know, new year's resolutions, etc. So in January, I usually do some sort of food, either a detox for everybody to get them ready for the new year. I usually do a 30 day workout challenge for them. Um, you know, what, whatever, whatever is floating my boat for the month.
0: And where have you found the most success with different types of programs like that? Is January a big month for you guys?
1: January is a huge month because everyone has just been through the holidays. Uh, Everybody has slowed down their workouts and have eaten too much and feel like they're ready to rock and roll January 1st. So I always find that that's a great time to incorporate a 30-day challenge, which we've been doing for about 10 years now. We do something different every year starting January 1st that everybody can do together at the studio or they can do it at home and um it changes every year so it's at this point they kind of look forward to it cuz they have they never know what i'm going to come up with for the year
0: <laughs> and do you keep anything do you is there any way excuse me is there any incentive or any type of way you try to keep them involved or keep coming to workouts during the holiday season
1: um No, I, my clientele, they are very dedicated to their workouts. So they are trying to come as much as possible. Just unfortunately, vacations and holidays and, um, scheduling changes get in people's way, but we do what we can to get everybody in there. And that's all we can do.
0: (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So I always say I meet, I'll meet you halfway. I'll I'll put in as much effort as you put in. And if, and if you're going to, be here a hundred percent, then we're going to make this work together.
1: Exactly. And if all else fails, we start over in January 1st and we hit it hard in January.
0: So what's going on with your studio right now and new members and those that might be listening, They maybe they want to come in and, and check out what you have going on.
1: Um, well, of course, all um, levels of experience are welcome anytime. I welcome any Emails, phone calls, texts if people, new people have questions. Uh, usually what I do when someone is brand new to the studio, if they call me, is I'll ask them what their goals are. Are they looking for weight loss, strength training, or are they looking for something really challenging or not so challenging? Are they a beginner? Um, and then I would lead them to the right instructor so that they're not discouraged. If they're looking for something more mellow, I might send them to a particular sh- instructor or, you know, the opposite so that they feel success walking out of there.
0: All right, Jen, do you have a number or do you have a website where we can visit you at?
1: Absolutely. Website is sweatfitnessrb, as in redondobeach.com.
0: Okay. All right, Jen. Thank you so much for coming on. It's an absolute pleasure to have you with us and to get to know you and to introduce you to our our own uh, True Form Life slash Exploring Mind and Body community. So thank you for coming on and sharing some of your expertise with us.
1: Thanks, Drew. I appreciate you having me. True Form Life.
0: That's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Thanks to Jen for coming on and sharing some of her knowledge and time with us. Thank you for being here. If you want to have shows like this sent right to your inbox and more of my current content like recipes, videos, podcasts, head over to trueformlife.com and you can subscribe on the widget on the homepage there. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Taddea in health and fitness for a better world.